welcome to the chocolate bar i'm brie i'm d i did it again this week our lives our strength our time i can't forget to put our tagline after i say the name of the podcast damn it anyway we're gonna move right on past that uh this is episode 35 we are happy to be back and we are especially excited and happy tonight because this as i've said before is my favorite kind of episode where we get to dig into the business of our fabulous fabulous sisters so welcome to the podcast friend of the podcast i'm gonna call her queen in 24 7 because that is her <laughs> yes. ID. i will let yes. her share as much of her government name as she chooses to <laughs> but thank you so so much for being here tonight and welcome girl Thank you. Um, I'm so honored. I just, I just feel like, oh my God, I'm Cinderella at the ball. Okay, <laughs> look, and we gonna finish before midnight. I know yes. everybody gonna turn into a pumpkin. Yes. There you go. No pumpkins uh, allowed on the podcast. <laughs> you know, but you know, it. I was just really excited to talk to you because, you know, sometimes when you, you know, you start following someone on Instagram and you're like, okay, you know, they seem cool. I'm going to follow them. And then like every time they post something or they say something you're like, yo, she is like in my head. Like every time you post something, I'm like, she's just as petty as me. (laughs) Oh yes. My level of petty is savage. I think it's it's the Brooklyn in me. That'll do it. That'll do it. And so it just, I don't know, it was just something about you that I was like, I need to know more. So I'm really, really happy that you agreed to join us. Um, And with that being said, why don't you tell the lovely listeners who you are, who you be, where you be at, and what you do? All right. Um, Well, just I just want to start off saying I'm so honored. Um, I'm honored that you're doing this and having this platform for those of us who are breaking into lifting, following fabulous lifters and just having that representation out there. So I appreciate you. I just want you guys to know that. My whole government name, <laughs> uh, Latonia Burwell. Um, I like people to call me LB because they tend to butcher uh, Latonia. Sis, I've been calling you that in my head. Well, I've been you, calling you L Boogie. Well, oh go. my gosh. And um, well, that, that's just it. Uh, where I'm, I'm a Brooklyn girl. Um, heart and soul native new yorker i'm from brooklyn east flatbush hey oh my hey. god you're like <laughs> so you know just so you know that is like where half my family is so when i come home you're never going to be able to get rid of me i just wanted to listen warn you. we probably can anyway so <laughs> <laughs> um so let's see um i'm a mom i have two kids depending on when you ask me they're fabulous or not same, uh, same. <laughs> uh, my eldest she's 14 and my Aww. little boy he's five <laughs> um my partner coach handler uh <laughs> we, we're just trying to just live this power lifting life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. awesome and so what do you do when you're not powerlifting, like professionally if you feel like sharing Oh, uh, well, my job is actually part of the reason why I got into powerlifting. Um, I'm a facilitator of uh, customer service and managerial workshops. Mm-hmm. Um, I also am the deputy director of a call center. So, oh, we okay. Get a lot okay. Of, so you can imagine, um, you know, kind of high anxiety calls coming yeah. in, yes. you know, and just the typical office setting can be a little stressful at times. So Especially for us. <laughs> yeah. Mercy, but we'll yeah. get into that. Yes, we will. Awesome. Well, I, I guess we can kind of just start at the beginning. Like, when did you first fall in love with what strengths were? Well, so wait a minute before we get there. So you do more powerlifting or strongman or both? Both now. Okay. Um, okay. 
So I got into powerlifting uh, early last year. Uh, my mother was um, making her transition, and I was in the middle of my fitness journey. I was trying to lose the baby weight, even mm-hmm. though the baby was like four. Look. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, this is a little baby weight. Right, 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 right. Look, they'll be 35. I'll be like, look what you did to me. <laughs> and um, my, my trainer at the time, he, you know, he keeps sending me all these like hit exercises and making mm-hmm. me do all of these kettlebell, you know, I was like, ah, I don't like this stuff. And then one day, um, you know, I was having a really rough, rough time with my mom and what was going on with her and I think he he picked up on that energy and he taught me how to deadlift Mm -hmm. and it was amazing for me how that movement just transcended everything that I was experiencing Mm. um and it was really light I don't even think it was like I think it was like 25s on Mm -hmm. there or something Mm -hmm. but it was just the fact that I had to center myself in order to make that lift was amazing for me because it took me away from the pain I was experiencing with my mom Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. at the time with my mom um, you know she was fighting and I told her listen this is what I'm doing if you can just fight every week I'm gonna fight every week to get this weight up and we kind of had this this deal and she overcome she overcame so many medical challenges each Mm -hmm. week and each week I just PR'd and before I knew it you know I was just getting the weight up there and just really needing powerlifting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm. And um, it's what I love about the sport. Um, I've never experienced the camaraderie that I experienced with lifting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, you you go in the gym and it's like us iron eaters. We just need to meet eye contact just once, yep. you know, and that's it. Like, oh, I found my tribe. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Um, and at, at competitions, it's amazing how your competitors become your family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what has embraced me in this sport and has kept me in it. And I, I don't ever see, in my, see myself, you know, leaving it because mm-hmm. it's a part of me. So that being said, um, you know, I know one of the things for me you know, both in, you know, going to different meets and just really sort of like starting this whole thing was the fact that, you know, going into these spaces, whether it be a CrossFit box or, you know, a powerlifting gym or meet, like looking around and seeing absolutely no one that looked like me, like Mm -hmm. repeatedly, like it just was really daunting sometimes. So if, did you have an experience like that? And if you did, do you feel like it sort of gave you pause from participating or did it make you want to like participate and 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 show up even more and be visible well with powerlifting uh off the back i was maybe one of two or three women of color competing Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and for me i start to wonder why what's going Mm -hmm. on and then i realized that this was an opportunity for me to to be not only a leader, but to be a representation of us at these mm-hmm. meets, at these competitions. And it made me want to push harder, strive harder, and also to to start to make friendships because with powerlifting, the way I saw it is if we want to we wanna actually deal with all the, the inequities that we have, this is one place where race, ethnicity, religion, nothing matters. Mm-hmm. It's can you lift that weight? <laughs> okay. And 
once I got out of my head, being from Brooklyn, <laughs> and realizing that that not only am I carrying um, this this leadership of, of representing women of color in this sport, that I'm also carrying that olive branch, mm-hmm. showing that we can all have a camaraderie and have a friendship. Then for me, it it became more about that role and what I could play in just my little niche mm-hmm. in this sport. Mm-hmm. Strong woman, I'm always. <laughs> the only woman of color in my right. competition. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't even know what that's about yet. Um, but with that said, I, I just think that it, it it wants me to not only do better for myself, but to bring more of my sisters into the sport. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because I want them to see that you have this powerful body and don't let anyone tell you that it's not powerful. Right. And you can take it to any arena, any sport, any aspect of life, and you can do it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's how I've been using my representation in this sport. So very true. So another question I was wondering, like when you sort of talked about, <clears throat> um, you know, having a powerful ball and body and all of these things, you know, I think a lot of us, you know, uh, come to or arrive at this point in somewhat similar ways. Like some people it was, oh, I was an athlete in high school and college and I just kind of, you know, fell into it or whatever. But I think for a lot of 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 women in general, but really, you know, black women too, it sort of started with, well, I wanted to lose weight. I was, you know, um, losing baby fat or I was just over fat, overweight or blah 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 blah. And then I kind of made that transition into, you know, this sort of sport. Like was there an aha moment for you? I know you mentioned you had sort of had wanted to start losing some weight from your pregnancies. And, you know, a lot of times, like I said, it's 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 more sort of aesthetics focused as opposed to function. Like, was there kind of that moment where you decided that you were more into it because of what you could do and how it made you feel as opposed to maybe how it made you look? Oh, the aesthetics went out the door. Um in May of 2017, um, maybe a few weeks before my mother passed. Oh, wow. My mother, um, she willed herself to talk um, Mm -hmm. after, you know, there were times when the doctor said she wouldn't, you know, reclaim her voice. And when they asked her how she was doing it, she said, mind over matter. Mm -hmm. And I watched my mother will her body to do things that, you know, most people couldn't. And Mm -hmm. I knew then that it wasn't about how I looked in the dress, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. it wasn't about my weight on the scale. It was about how far I could push my body to do what it didn't want to do, but use it, use my mind to make it surpass any limitations. And whenever I'm, I'm faced with a heavy lift, you know, I just think back with my mother, mind over matter and, mm-hmm. and just do it because it's not about the aesthetics. Those are temporary. You know, we right. can all cut and bulk and Mm -hmm, (laughs) and mm -hmm. it's temporary but when you manifest that power of making your mind control your body that is something you'll have for the rest of your life and that's what lifting has done for me and and if I could just make sure that every person I know and people I don't even know just know that that we are all alchemists and we can create things with our mind and our bodies can do it that's then I I know my work here is done (laughs) wow that's really powerful um speaking of that um like as you were growing up right um do you like how would you characterize sort of you know seeing or sort of gleaning from really more so the women in your family whether it was your mom or you know aunties or grandmas or whatever 
but generally what was the attitude towards like our bodies like black women's bodies that you saw growing up and kind of how did that affect you as you became an adult well my family struggled with morbid obesity um Mm -hmm. generations it was a generational curse and it seemed to hit all the women in their early 20s -hmm. so you know as soon as you had a baby or you finished college you know you'd get those hips (laughs) get those thighs so there was always this impression of you know when you got this quote-unquote curse that you were you know just part of the family it was never an option to get healthy Mm. you know it was never an option of okay it's not about what size you wear it's about what you could actually do with your body because uh, a lot of women in my family and this has nothing to do with the aesthetics of plus size or full size this is more about what they could do with their bodies and I saw so many generations in my family who you know, had arthritis or used canes and walkers way before they should have started Mm -hmm. to use them. We're talking in their early 50s. And it was really tragic for me because my daughter, she didn't know my mom, my grandmother, my great grandmother when they were healthy. Mm -hmm. She only saw them when they were bedridden Mm -hmm. because of how their bodies couldn't, you know, surpass whatever their ailments were. So for me as a woman of color, just seeing how there are certain things that are so pervasive in our in our families that it doesn't need to be that way you know mm-hmm. it that was that was one of the things that impacted me from my childhood seeing the women in my family suffer needlessly right right and it's interesting how you mentioned that it's sort of a generational curse because i think that is the case really in a lot of our families whether it be you know obesity or high blood pressure or you know depression or all kinds of things and you know i think one of the things that's been really important for me as a mom is to do things differently and shift the paradigm right absolutely um and i know it's particularly important you know having a daughter as well Mm -hmm. you know and and so what are some of the things you know sort of aside from doing all the badass stuff that you do what are some of the things that you're doing maybe differently or you're more conscious of with respect to your daughter and sort of helping her develop her, you know, self-confidence and like learning how to love her body and all of those things? What are some things that maybe or maybe things that, you know, you had growing up or things that you didn't have that you're doing differently now? Well, there's one thing that I'm trying to teach her is that the aspects of her body that don't fit the status quo of what's supposedly attractive. I want her to see them as a benefit. Um, my family, we, we're big people, you know. Mm-hmm. The average height of the women in my family is six feet. Six feet. Mm. I'm kind of like the tiny one because right. I'm only at 5'9". Mm-hmm. My daughter's going to surpass me. She's going to be very tall. She's already about 5'9", five, 5'10". Five, yeah. Wow. <laughs> she's four, you said she's 14. She's 14. <laughs> wow. And, you know, I try to teach her because she's in a phase now where the kids, you know, they tease each other and all of that. And I want to... I want her to know that I was teased also and Mm -hmm. the things that I was teased about are actually helping me surpass some of my peers in my sport. For example, right. my hands. My hands are huge. <laughs> huge. Look, I'm, I'm, about, I'm about to go log into Instagram real quick while right. you're talking. Like, you're not right. going to see them because 
I know how to make them cute with camera <laughs> angles <laughs> and bangles. She said angles. That's hilarious. I'm really, uh, really sitting here on Instagram, stalking like, <laughs> your hands. Like, negative. I'm not even kidding. I'm Pandora down. Like, I have bangles on bangles. <laughs> that is hilarious. My huge hands help me, you know, deadlift. I mean, right. I have no grip issues. So things mm-hmm. like that. I'm trying to teach her that. God, our maker, our creator, the universe gave us these parts of our bodies for a reason. And you don't know what those reasons are yet. Mm-hmm. They're going to manifest in some way, but you have to be gracious that they were given to you. Mm-hmm. And don't look at them as something that's not popular or not cute or not pretty now because that's not necessary. What's necessary is what they're going to do for you in the long term. Amen. So I'm, I'm really trying to instill that on her, you know, in the world of like the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. So, and you know, at the end of the day, her genetics, this is who you come from. This is, this is what we look like and right. it's a benefit. So you have to appreciate it. Mm. Does she play sports or do? do oh my sports? goodness. Listen, first of all, to answer your previous question, I didn't play any sports. I managed to find the only high school that did not have sports. No gym. Wow. wow. <laughs> we had a chess club. Oh my God. That's hilarious. <laughs> So um, she takes after her mama. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm trying to get her into lifting. So I take her to different comps and I say, ooh, wouldn't this be fun? And she's mm-hmm. like, uh, no. 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 <laughs> As are most 14 year olds, they are unimpressed by everything. Yes. She's so underwhelmed with what mm-hmm. I do. So I'm just, I'm hoping that she does get into some type of, you know, strength training because the level of confidence, mm-hmm. I mean, it's mm-hmm. going to be so important, so vital. But basically, I want her to be, you know, eternally grateful for the things that she has on her body and appreciate her body, no matter what she thinks or her peers thinks it looks like. Mm. That's good, Mama. So, so now that I've stalked your Instagram, <laughs> you don't see my hands. Tell me about hands. Well, no. well, the thing is, it's so funny because I'm sitting here and there's a video that you posted, and let's see how old is this? It's from April, and you're flipping the tire and you're doing farmers carries, and I'm laughing because my hands are so small that when I do farmers carries, I can't really wrap my entire hand around the handles because my hands are so small. So I don't know how big your hands are, but they're, they're definitely huge. bigger than my child-sized hands. So I can you, they confirm. Are huge. So so huge, I let me can tell you. confirm that your hands are in fact definitely bigger than mine. So, I told you that doesn't huge. help anybody. I guess for perspective's sake, I can wear like gloves for eleven, like age not even eleven, like age eight year old boys. I can wear their gloves. When I taught when I taught elementary school, I used to be able to wear the kids' gloves. So for anybody who's trying to figure out what we're talking about, she's definitely her hands are definitely bigger than mine. Yes. <laughs> They were made for farmers' carries. <laughs> that is hilarious. And, I'm, and it's funny because it, there are we talk we've talked about this before on here how I am absolutely baffled by all strawman activities because I look at the equipment in my gym and I'm like, yo, I don't even fit. Like <laughs> my arms are too short to fit around some of these things. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm like, so do I have to move the stone with my face because I'm not uh, really here for that? <laughs> Listen, strongman is a whole different animal. So powerlifting is my soul work, but strongman mm-hmm. is like the decadent lover. Mm. Oh, okay, <laughs> yes, yes, for the metaphors, yes. It's that lover that you know you're not supposed to be with. Look, but you just can't stay away. Can't stay away. Listen, I come home with all types of marks and bruises. <laughs> I can't stand it. <laughs> He's like, Whoo! 
<laughs> but uh, even that sport, um, that one, I mean, and I'm, I just, there's so many women breaking into that sport. And mm-hmm. it's that one is on a whole different level. You talk about manif- manifesting power. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. not only do you have to deadlift, you got to run with it. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy. Right. Who thought of that? <laughs> yeah. Like, it, like, why are we doing this? <laughs> But um, it's it's all love. I just wish they could teach this stuff in schools. Let's get the baby out of it. Wouldn't that be amazing? Yeah. I think so we joke you, about that a lot, okay. don't we? Like the idea yes. of where were these sports when we were in when high we were school coming up high? exactly. Because I think for especially for black women, it would be amazing. Because mm-hmm. it, I know for me, there are a lot of sports that I'm not really good at because of my build, but there are other ones. Right. <laughs> Powerlifting has been, you know, it, I think for a lot of us, it's like you said, it shifts the paradigm totally because it's like, oh, wait a minute. I'm bigger than everybody else. Yeah, exactly. right. helps. <laughs> and that's weight an advantage. Weight. And that's, that's an advantage, except, mm-hmm. except mm-hmm. on certain things, you know, these long right. arms and hands aren't all that great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, God, what was that? Oh, I know what I was going to ask you. So, how has your um you know circle let's say your friends and family sort of received sort of what you're doing i know we've talked about this before just in terms of people not maybe not understanding what oh you want you me to go to or how to, you know <laughs> how you how you choose to show up in the world so how is your family and friends sort of or do they even really know what it is you do uh so my inner circle my mm-hmm. initial inner circle thought it was just a phase i was going through mm-hmm. um they didn't i wouldn't say they weren't receptive they just thought it would pass mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my aunt my mother's sister she she doesn't understand it she thinks i'm using it to process grief but she's 100 percent supportive mm-hmm. uh, she watches mm-hmm. my babies while i go to compete mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, then parts of my, my friends and associate network, I had to let go mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because there's one thing for you not to be, uh, re- you know, receptive to it, but it's another thing for you to actually negate what I'm doing. Right. And for, this is my, this is my stuff here. You know, this mm-hmm. is, I'm not willing to take any criticism for for it about it right you know, regarding in any way not to mention like i i always say this is my lifeline to my mother yep and anybody who doesn't understand that and doesn't understand that about me they're running the risk of me canceling them and mm-hmm. the way i am as a person is i'll give you opportunities but once i cancel you that's it right and but at the same time as i relieve people from my life <laughs> I was able to embrace, and I want to say almost hundreds of people, because Mm -hmm. when I go to these competitions, I walk out with like 50 friends. Right, right. And I mean, these are people I met for an hour, and they're checking on me every day. They're asking about the kids. And so... It's it's hard for people who knew me as, you know, just a shopaholic, mm-hmm. <laughs> buying the shoes, getting my nails done. It's right. hard for them to see this transition and understand Which I'm sure it. you still do. I mean, oh, it it's ridiculous. Like <laughs> I, it's like, sh- it's more shoes. Right, like. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But uh, my conversations have changed, you mm-hmm. know. One thing I found about lifting is that I really don't have room to gossip and to say negative things about people because one thing I learned is when I have just a smidge of negativity, it affects my lifts. Mm, mm, I love that. And I had to be mindful of that. So if you're the type of person who's always complaining, always negative, 
always, you know, has drama, I can let I can't let you be in my space when I need to lift. And I'm mm-hmm. lifting four or five days a week. So right. <laughs> yeah, doesn't leave a lot of extra time for that. No. So it's I mean, it, it hurts that there are people I've been friends with for over two or three decades that I've mm-hmm. had to let go. But at the same time, you know, as you transition to through the different stages of your life, you'll have different people who come in for a purpose. Right. And right. just accept the ones that were there in your previous life mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and, you know, just bid them adieu and send right. them love. That's right. it. So obviously, because your, your husband's, he does strongman too, right? Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> you I? saw him pull that truck? I, I certainly did. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, obviously he's, <clears throat> he's supportive of what you do. You mentioned he coaches you, he handles you and all that. Mm-hmm. How do you all balance that with, you know, just sort of life and family? Like, you know, do you all typically compete at the same time? Do you try to do it sort of on off cycles? Like, how do you manage that? We have a great rhythm. Um, so we have, we both train four days a week. Mm-hmm. I have my own powerlifting coach separate from him. Mm-hmm. And I train with him two days a week. And on those two days, he watches the kids. Aww. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then we train together uh, for strong man and strong woman. And what we do is we'll try to do our accessories together just so it's like a cheat couple time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it works out that one of our gyms has childcare. So for my son, you know, that works out. Right. Uh, we try to schedule date nights at least two to three times a month where it's mm-hmm. non-lifting. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. We tend to compete in strong men together. Mm. and powerlifting we take turns so now okay. he's in the off season so i'm kind of gearing up for a couple of more comps so we take mm-hmm. turns on who's going to get the most attention right 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 <laughs> so that that tends to work out uh but he was very supportive because number one he introduced me to the sport i was going to ask how y'all met <laughs> oh we actually met in junior high school get out of town. <laughs> yeah he had a big old head <laughs> Don't listen to this. We're we gonna edit that out. We did not tell her to say that. Exactly. Don't blame the chocolate Look, if bar. he's pulling a truck, I am not trying right. to get on his bad side. Right. Okay. Because I, I, I am significant. The views expressed by Latonia are not necessarily the views of the chocolate bar podcast. <laughs> Thank you, attorney. Let me put that out there. Listen, he I am do not that making any still man got doms. It's gonna be about a week before he recovers. <laughs> but uh <laughs> We we kind of just recircled back um, on our our friendship relationship about eight years ago, oh, and wow. just been going strong. Um, he he allows me to be as ridiculous as I want to be, um, and my like I'll have a new thing I'm into every other time, and he's really supportive about. It. I mean, at one time I was a cycling queen. Wow. <laughs> and you know, with powerlifting, it finally we had something that we could enjoy yeah, together kind of as synergy, a couple yeah and it, what's great about it is that initially when he was coaching me he thought it would be you know a phase and then when he saw i was pulling you know numbers and one day i told him i'm chasing your numbers mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's 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 something that has definitely brought us together made us stronger it also resolves a lot of arguments i mean you can't stay mad at somebody and they gotta spot you the next day <laughs> look okay <laughs> better get over it real quick right. be like we're gonna deal with this after the lift but don't play with me <laughs> right don't be, don't be grabbing my bars yeah. <laughs> seriously 
That is too funny. <laughs> that is too funny. So have you had, and so are kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum with respect to supportiveness, have you had the opportunity to, you know, whether it be friends or, you know, folks kind of pull them into the dark side with you? Like now that they see you doing it, they're, you know, it's generated a little bit more interest for them. They are definitely curious, male and female really? associates. Yeah. So some of my male co-workers, um, it's hilarious because I work with a population of tradesmen, mm-hmm. you know, electricians, you know, day laborers, these kind of people who work with their hands. So right. trying to, you know, get buy-in from them in my workshops. And these are soft skill workshops, customer mm-hmm. service, mm-hmm. coaching. Right. So my little technique is to just talk about lifting. Mm. <laughs> and then once I start talking about that, I got them, you know, right, I, right, I get right. through the workshop and then following the workshops, they're like, Oh, you know, where do you train at? Can I, can I stop by? Can you teach me? And then I'll have a couple of, um, you know, coworkers who will ask me to show them a couple of things. So they're interested, but then, you know, when the doms kicks in, <laughs> right. They're cursing you out. Like, never mind. Yeah, I'm never they, coming back again. They go to urgent care. They go to <laughs> oh my God. Filing workers comp. <laughs> yes. Um, a lot of my female associates, they're curious, but I haven't been able to get them to the gym with me. And hopefully when this airs, mm-hmm. yes, <laughs> because Come on, ladies, yes. And I want them to understand that once you learn this, this is like a skill, like driving, because right. once you learn this, you have this for the rest of your life. Right. Exactly. And I just, I just wish that more people, more women, more women of color yeah. will really embrace this as a sport because Ah, it's, it's, it's better than meditation for me. (laughs) Well, and the thing that's so funny about it that I think a lot of women don't realize and, you know, the black women included is that when you take the focus off the sort of fuzzy aesthetic goals and put the focus on functionality or strength or something more objective, you end up reaching the aesthetic goals anyway. Anyway. It just almost happens without you thinking about it or realizing it, you know, and you're not worried about doing crunches you know, all the damn time because you know you gotta brace your you know, you gotta brace your core to to pull a deadlift or a squat Absolutely. or you know, anything. So it ends up happening and then you start, you know, becoming more curious, I think a lot of us about how to fuel ourselves to make yes. sure that we have enough energy and in that same you know, in, in, that same fueling also fuels sort of that aesthetic part of it too, because typically you wanna eat a little bit more healthy or whatever yep. the case may be. So it's almost like, you know, it it's like just do it and the stuff that you want's going to come but you can't do it because you want that specific stuff right absolutely um, and it's that simple i mean yep. and the aesthetics will actually change i never thought that i would love how big my back is yep i never thought i would love the way my quads just pop mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and when you talk about fueling your body for performance that i mean forget you know, calorie tracking, right. forget, oh, I can't have this because I'm on a diet. It's more about, oh, I'm going to eat that cheesecake because you know what? Tomorrow I got all three lifts. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and when you change the relationship that you have with your body, mm-hmm. all of that other stuff is effortless. Yep. It is. I mean, it's amazing when you change the dynamics, how you stop thinking about it and your body will just shape itself mm-hmm. based on what you need it to do. And if more people could realize it, I mean, runners don't exercise to get a runner's body. They just run. Exactly. Swimmers just swim, you know, cyclists and lifters. We just lift. Our body will shape itself for what it needs to do. And if more people could just 
stop looking at their body as the other and realize yeah. that yeah. it's 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 more innate you have the ability to to control this right. this body and and make it do what you want it to do and yeah it's so funny that you said that i was just literally just sitting here thinking i was like yeah you know only lifters don't like lift to have abs like because listen the way my joint the way my joints are set up i'm sure there's an easier way to get defined abs than you know snatching 300 pounds like yeah that's probably not the easiest way to do it but like you said they do it for the sheer joy of doing it and and you know whatever it is that it brings to their lives so yeah i mean you know I, i i do hope that you know whether it's you know people listening because you're on the podcast or you know coming to the page and seeing things like I really do hope that's something that opens this world up even more you know for um for us particularly yes um and speaking of that how do you think lifting um powerlifting strongman would have you and like you know talked about just sort of that transformation how do you think that has changed how you show up in the world oh man (laughs) I used to be a quiet church mouse girl um, what yeah <laughs> wait a minute yeah listen yeah. If this, if person... this plus the super big hands is too much for me tonight i, I i'm i don't know about this and i feel like everybody comes on the podcast and says that and i have yet to believe anybody so I <laughs> right you know i don't believe you either. oh Trust me, like th- I think that's the reason I lost so many lo- non-lifting friends. Mm-hmm, they mm-hmm. like we want old Latonia back. <laughs> right, right, right. Who is this LB? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. I was I was afraid to speak up. Um, I'm a natural introvert. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, I really get my peace and serenity from being within, and crowds overwhelm me. But it seems like I'm constantly trying to challenge myself in situations and bring myself out. Uh, my, my line of work and also with lifting the thing about lifting what happened with me is once I was able to perform a lift in front of a crowd mm-hmm. it's different when you're safe in your gym with your coach right but when you stand on a platform in front of umpteen amount of people mm-hmm. and you have to perform on command it does something to any insecurities you may have mm-hmm. any lack of confidence and from there I just ran with it I said if I can do this, if I can overcome this or that, I can overcome just about anything. Right. You know, and, you know, once you've squatted A to G, Mm -hmm, (laughs) when mm -hmm. the knees are doing snap, crackle, and pop. Listen, listen. You know, and once you finally hit a heavy bench that you've been chasing and forget it when you actually lock out on a heavy deadlift, Mm -hmm. there's not much else in this world that can intimidate you. Right, right. So I've changed uh, tremendously I I show up in the world where I know whatever is going to be placed in front of me I can conquer it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and if I don't I didn't lose anything I just gained perspective right right so right. I don't know if people who knew me prior to my lifting can handle that but mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. really don't care okay. <laughs> and that's the other thing too you stop you stop you stop giving a whole lot of fucks about a whole lot of things everything Oops. and um it's it's something that I just wish all women could have that experience, especially women of color, because yes. I just finished uh, reading Eloquent Rage. Mm, okay, okay. And what I found is that because most women of color, and even myself, more so the New York City girls, mm-hmm. <laughs> we get accused of having um, a ragefulness when we communicate. And it's mm-hmm. not rage, it's passion. Passion, yep. And it comes out 
whether we're talking about a movie we saw that we love, like don't even mm-hmm. get me started about Black Panther because girl, girl. You, like <laughs> that is, listen, that's a whole other right. episode, okay. a whole episode for that. And you know, when I talk about my kids, there's a passion that comes out, so it it comes off as passionate, but most people don't realize that we can actually transfer that to other things. So with mm-hmm. lifting, we can take that quote unquote eloquent rage and push it into our lifting. Right. You know, get up into the platform and not only is it accepted, people love when we come up to that platform right. and bring it. You know? Right. And that's one of the safe spaces where our passion can come out and not be associated with being angry or being right. rageful. It's being right. powerful. Yep. yep. And that's what I love about that's that that's the aspect. I could walk up to that bar and own it and no one's gonna hold it against me. Yep. I have to tell you that that picture of you deadlifting with that damn tutu on like literally <laughs> the best I was ever. like, she is my best friend in my head. I love her. Like it, I mean it was just the whole composition of the picture, like the tutu, but like the look on your face was like, fuck with me if you want to. <laughs> Girl, it was just so powerful. Thank you. Well, was that just... tutu was gifted to me. It was like the magic when I put it on. Right. <laughs> I was like, whatever weight they're going to put on that bar, I'm lifting it. <laughs> but dope. yeah, it's, it's that, but that's, that's our sport. Yeah. Isn't that's the beauty of our sport is that you can just walk in a space and just when you feel like you're on bended knee, right? You right. just, you just power through or you just turn into a completely different person. Like you mentioned being, you know, quiet or, you know, sort of, um, you know, an introvert, whatever, like you, you know, some people just turn into a completely different animal when they get to the platform. Yes. And that's like, I think the really cool thing about it, you know, I really do. And I have talked so much and gotten all of your business. Dee, do you have anything to add to so I feel like <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying, like, every time I've got something, you cover it. That's why I know, I'm, right? That's how this works around here. I know, I know. Great it's minds terrible. think alike. I know, I know. <laughs> so here's, we, we circle this a lot, or we have today. So we keep talking about this whole idea of getting more women of color in it, but what do you think from your perspective is what holds women of color back? Because I know I have my idea and I'm sure Brie has her own ideas, but what do you think it is for so many of us that even just setting foot in on the other side, I think there are lots more of us now working out, but kind of coming over to the dark side, so to speak, what do you think it is that holds us back from that? So I'll get a tad bit controversial. Go for it. <laughs> oh, please do. That's why I asked. <laughs> you know how we roll. Just a tad bit. So I think we have, we women of color have been programmed to think that the ideal body is not what a woman of color lifter's body is going to look like. Right. So meaning we've been told that in order to be deemed pretty or attractive, you know, you had to have the small rounded shoulders, the flat belly. Mm-hmm. Um, you can have a butt, but not too much of a butt, right. <laughs> you know, slender legs and that kind of thing. Um, but our bodies transform when we lift heavy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and, and it's beautiful. It's powerful. It's ancestral, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and it, it's effortless that our bodies, our, our lats spread, yep. you know, our butts just get high and mm-hmm. firm. Our quads, our hamstrings are ridiculous yep. <laughs> and it don't take much to happen. Right. And until everybody sees that version of our body and sees it as beautiful, I think that's what's keeping women of color from 
embracing that aspect of their body because once you start lifting heavy it's going to transform and you have to see the beauty in it right and you know to to your point about you know just sort of black you know and i'm speaking to and about because i am black women and our bodies um and sort of you know what our bodies tend to do when we start to you know gain muscle and lift heavy as opposed to sort of you know white bodies um have you noticed this and i think this is something that really it's like even though i i'm happy that there's more exposure to you know black women and lifting and sort of how they look and what that aesthetic looks like i still find that um i'm irritated because i feel like now it's almost like okay well we love these features of black women but we only love them if they're on non-black bodies mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I see it a lot on social media. Dee and I talk about it all the time. It's really rather infuriating to me. Um, and so I, I, I guess I'm wondering, like, how do you think that sort of figures into all of this? Because let's be clear, like, you know, I'll go on sometimes and I'll be, you know, looking at certain folks and I'll be like, bitch, you are not thick. <laughs> <laughs> and what's the other term they're using? Juicy? Juicy. <laughs> Ass. Girl, what? You are bent over into the letter L trying to show your ass off. I don't even have, I can just stand up straight and be relaxed and you can see my yes. joint from two miles away. Listen, so what are you even saying? Don't even get me started on my disrespectful ass that doesn't act right in tights. Girl, girl, girl. Because that so, strong man is a lot of running and jumping. I'm like, look, act right. Stay still. It, listen, listen. Got a mind of its own. But like how, like, <laughs> I guess for me, it, it almost like it's disheartening for me, I guess, mm-hmm. um, in a lot of ways. Like, what what do you sort of how do you see that? How do you deal with that? Like, does it affect you at all? Or It used to uh, when I first started powerlifting because I would go to the gyms and, you know, there'd be the the little booty shorts and, you know, the selfies in the mirror. And I'm like okay what what's going on here and then i see the postings on instagram but then i remembered that imitation is the best form of flattery mm-hmm. and you have to you have to realize that what everybody's striving to get what they're putting in hours and hours and hours in the gym mm-hmm. doing those ridiculous hip thrust <laughs> things girl them booty <laughs> them booty workouts yeah and what's that other one them kickback things i damn near pulled a hamstring doing one <laughs> But our bodies are going to do it naturally. Right. Do you understand that it takes very minimal effort for us to shape out like that? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. If, if others are copying that or mimicking that, so be it. Because when we show up on the platform... <laughs> right. It's not just a big booty. No, we don't even need to pop it out. It's there. And it's, it's, it's not just the booty. It's the whole package. You see... Some of our, you know, athletes when they're they're competing, I'm just like, that is just a powerhouse right there. Girl, let me just say real quick, Cece Holocomb. Child, Listen. She gave me every bit of my black ass life this weekend. Do you so not shout understand out to her. that she did that for all of us? Because I was like, wait, hold up. My girl said, I don't even need the third I don't attempt. need three <laughs> attempts, yo. Nine for nine. What? She was like, nah, hold that. I'm going back to the room real quick. Listen, I'm, I'm tired. I'm done. But if that was not a mic drop, I don't know what was. But so I, shout out. Congratulations yes. to her. If you listen, we're going to get you on here one day. Yeah. You know what's the just- craziest thing is, though? And I don't know if you guys saw it. And I think it was either that account 
frustrated strength coach or one of those accounts mm-hmm. posted the point of the night and i'm pretty sure it's a white dude behind it which i thought it was the funniest thing in the world that it came from a white guy mm-hmm. he was like it's really funny that at the end of the day cc holcomb broke all kinds of records yep but we're still talking about Steffi cohen and yeah i said her name <laughs> just for clarity she because she she I guess I've been hearing that she has issues with people talking about her. But real talk, <laughs> someone else. Hey, girl. If you got something to say, holler back. You know, you know how to find us. Um, but that was definitely put out there that we are that at the end of the day, what is still driving powerlifting right is now aesthetics. is aesthetics and, and popularity. social media and yeah. pop- popularity. Like, how are you? How how are how is it that at the end of the day, CC won? Period. Right. Like, okay. Exclamation right. point. Period. Ain't no commas, no semicolons. And but, she she wanted she won at a at a rate that it was unquestionable. Exactly. Right. There was no. It was a close call. But, no. It it's with. I did it on my first attempt, but just to solidify just this, for shits and giggles, <laughs> just here. for shits yes. and giggles. Yes, but like at the end of the day, when I flipped through, I had to actually go look for her lifts, right? Because I kept hearing stuff. I I saw more posts about Steffi Cohen than I did. The only people who were posting about Cece were black people. Yep. <laughs> like, real talk, or yep. the people who are really just that I follow who are connected just die to hard yeah. power lifting like we they've been in it for 10 or 15 years and they don't give a fuck about social media because they were doing it before social media was right 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 and I think regardless of how you feel about CC because I know that she's been controversial for a whole host of reasons that we're not even going to talk about here um regardless of how you feel about her at the end of the day she won period right. she won period mm-hmm period there's no (laughs) there's no arguing that and it says so much about what's happening Mm -hmm. in Mm -hmm. powerlifting that we're still that for so long yesterday and that that i was still hearing more about this person who didn't actually win Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. because she's managed to build this whole image for herself and she's very popular and other things <laughs> we, right. that's who everybody's talking about now it says so much about the dynamic i mean just in general for black women in anything yeah but specifically yeah. i mean kudos you know that's yeah. fine she can do what she wants but i think it's like you said it speaks a lot it speaks a lot about where we are societally right now and i mean but this goes yeah. way beyond powerlifting. but it's it's always the same thing this erasure you but know we, we we know that in order for us to be acknowledged we have to come and dominate right so and i think cc's team realized that mm-hmm. that if mm-hmm. she's going to do this take all these records like she's thanos right yes. oh girl thank you yes. thank you she's got to come in and it can't be any Leave question no question and and, and that's with every sport. I mean, Cece, Serena. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you go through all of them, and it's something. Unfortunately, it's 2018. We haven't, we haven't had that much progress. It's exhausting. It is. Like it I is. just, I'm like, why can't I just be mediocre? You know what I mean? Like, can I, can I for once, <laughs> just be half-assed? I can't do it at work. No. No. I couldn't but, do it in school. Nope. You're not built that way anyway, so don't even don't even consider it an option. I don't, but I'm just saying a girl <laughs> gets tired sometimes. But, but and the thing is, is it's it's that much more pressure because you don't even from a powerlifting standpoint, right? 
I got into this sport just because I knew I couldn't do this bodybuilding thing. The way my the way my hormones, the way my thighs, mm-hmm. the way my ass, the way my tits are set up, there is just <laughs> no room for me in the bodybuilding world. And so I moved over to powerlifting, right? And it's I have so many friends who just showed up and when I'm talking about my friends, I'm not talking about black women or women of color in general, who just kind of showed up to the gym one day and the first time that they they deadlifted more than once, they were like, I'm gonna do a meet next week. <laughs> and y'all know I'm telling the truth. Like th- that uh-huh. there's this that there's this Tell the truth, shame the devil. That there's this whole thing that we do and when you think about it, it puts that much more pressure on us, even if we never will be CC level lifters you know even if that's not mm-hmm. our chosen goal it's not that okay well i can't do this and just be mediocre at it like i'm not comfortable walking into any situation and being like yeah i'll see what the fuck happens <laughs> like, right right right, right. Like, no <laughs> like, i'm not built that way and we're not allowed to be built that way and it's just for me a fascinating dynamic that we can't or we don't whether you want to say we're doing it to ourselves or it's it's the way society sees us it is it's really interesting to me that I very rarely see one of us get into powerlifting and then 15 minutes later, and when I say 15 minutes, I mean like less than 12 weeks later, just randomly sign up for a meet. and ra- Like there's very little preparation and it's just an interesting thing. And I wonder sometimes if that's why you don't see as many of us mm-hmm. get into this mm-hmm. because it's really intimidating and it's... You if you if you're like me, you go to a meet and then you see all these girls with these crazy numbers. It's like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> How am I supposed to do that? I mean, we were joking about it offline. I don't know if Bree, did you? This is like I think every black woman's dream and nightmare. Kim Walford is actually lifting in a meet in Georgia this weekend, yeah. mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. almost signed up for that meet. And when I saw that she signed up for that, I was like, praise the Lord that I didn't sign up for that because really. <laughs> really but i'm thinking about other black women who you know there might let's say there's a newbie there could you imagine like (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i was a newbie at a mock meet with chelsea right exactly Mm. okay i was like so she just here repping my mat (laughs) during a warm-up she really out here doing this to me but but you know but you know you know what i found that was so interesting and you know i I don't know I, I tell D this all the time like I'm super non-competitive like I'm not the chick who's gonna go look up everybody else's shit before my me like I just don't really care but you know even even if I'm you know even if I were to go to a meet and you know there were gonna be you know sisters there that you know who were you know elite lifters or what ha- whatever like the fact that I would be so excited to see them and the fact that I would be so excited to share that space would completely like overtake any sort of uh, apprehension I felt. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you know, see, I, I would do just the opposite. I, I was like, I'd fangirl so hard. I'd for, literally forget how to deadlift. Yeah, you know, it's funny when I did my first meet and there were like three other, there were maybe three yeah. or four other black women there and they weren't, none of them were in my particular um, weight class or whatever. But I mean, I was so excited to see them. Like I, I completely forgot like, oh shit, I could actually be competing against these chicks. Like I didn't even care. It was just so awesome to look up and see somebody who looked like you. You know what I mean? And it, I, I think again, you know, I wish like, uh, you know, a lot of black women would, you know, just even for shits and giggles, just go to a meet because that 
you know, that feeling of cheering somebody on who's doing something they want to do and they look like you and, you know, I don't know. I can't even describe it. Like, it's just this automatic feeling of like family, you know? Um, and so I wish they, you know, I wish a lot more folk would just be like, yo, let's just go to a meet and just see, you know, before we jump into this and, and have that feeling. Cause I really do think that that really would kind of fuel that fire to be like, yo, you know, sis is bad as hell. Let me, let me get out here and see what I can do. So I just sometimes wonder if there is legitimate fear. I know I have a coworker who, if she, she, maybe by the time we release, we drop this one, she'll be listening. Um, she's on a weight loss journey as we just said so many of us Mm -hmm. come to this because of weight loss and i have i am literally quite literally dragging her to my Mm -hmm. gym because Mm -hmm. i think one of the most miraculous things about powerlifting gyms a lot of times is that there are no mirrors right right (laughs) and so i'm bringing her to my gym and part of me wants to just drag her to the meet this weekend and let her see you know there are other ways to do this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. than what you always see right and what you but i always wonder if the fear factor is that you know how I, how many how many black women do you know know another black woman who's like oh yeah i, I woke up this morning and i went to the gym and i deadlifted 275 <laughs> pounds the first time i said that to her she was like well, excuse me you just what you right, doing this right month? right right, right. <laughs> i think a, a huge part of the the reason why black women are not flocking to powerlifting is that it's still the other you know that's true it's still this weird thing that okay so you go to these meets and they play heavy metal or <laughs> you know everybody has tattoos and then right. and beers, and-, <laughs> and, beers and-, and i mean i remember my aunt the first time she came to a, one of my competitions she was so out of her element mm-hmm. <laughs> and i you know she was like this is a whole nother world i didn't yeah. know this was going on and you know until it becomes something that's recognized by everyone i think that's that's probably what's keeping people because I tell people all the time like oh now with strong women my scars you know I'll wear a dress or something like my Mm -hmm. stone scars and they're like Mm -hmm. what happened to you and I'm like oh I was just you know loading stones (laughs) right it happens (laughs) so I'm hoping in the next five years it becomes so mainstream that this is one of the other sports that we'll just get in and and just feel comfortable and right. commit to the process. I mean, that's yeah. one thing we're not going to sign up for meet, you know, a month out. We're not. Right. We have right. to feel comfortable. And yeah. I don't know if that's a generational generational thing or a cultural thing right. that we have to develop some aspect of comfortability. Right. And the great thing about that sport is that it breaks it out of you. Yeah. So if we could just get people to come in, train for a few weeks and feel confident enough to go to a meet with their numbers Mm-hmm. they'll mm-hmm. love it they'll right. love it well and i think too you know it really helps with like you know you and you know other folks that i follow that are so transparent about the process too because so much of social media is carefully edited oh yeah so again you know you have these people <laughs> and you know they've got this like basically bodybuilder body mm-hmm. and they're putting up these huge ass numbers and they weigh like 150 mm-hmm. pounds and they pee on three times a week yes <laughs> but ain't, ain't telling nobody how many drugs are coursing through their body oh, right yeah you, you know there. Listen, but it's the truth. 
ain't yeah. telling nobody about that or ain't yeah. telling nobody that they lying about how much they weigh in the off season and what their competition right? weight is but you ain't heard that from me <laughs> that whole water cutting stuff i'm Girl, like wait what i'm like look fit me in whatever weight class that's right. the beauty let me, let about me. strong woman listen yes listen <laughs> they have a super heavyweight class hey <laughs> I'm going to get in where I fit in. But I think that's part of the issue, too. So you have these or you have these women out here that are basically, like I said, you know, they look a certain way and they're all they look that way year round. And they're, you know, basically talking about, well, if you wanted it bad enough, you could look like me Mm-mm. and making women. feel. And mm-hmm. I was like, bitch, what? Like, exactly. you know, if I looked like you and was taking Clint and Trent and, <laughs> and Dan and men and Jen, so you gonna, fuck? I you going to laugh at me. So I didn't even know this stuff existed like a year ago. Right, I thought right. everybody was walking into the gym weighing 125 pounds. And Girl, just, no, yeah, no. Yeah, so I learned. Yeah. But here's the thing that I really love that I learned. My I've gained weight since I began powerlifting and I love it. Mm-hmm. I realized mm-hmm. that in order for me to pull the weight that I wanted to pull, I needed to be heavier. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And exactly. it felt good. Yeah. Yeah. But and but, you know, so so many people don't show that side. You know, they don't show, you know, every picture's filtered. They don't show the rolls. <laughs> they don't show the cellulite or whatever. So, again, you have black women looking at this and going, well, she don't look like me. Right. I can't, I can't do that kind of thing. Right. You know, so I think, you know, in addition to, like you said, just becoming more mainstream, I think becoming more real and realistic, yeah. you know, is something that also will, will be helpful. And I think, you know, also, too... You know, in addition to that, when you look at sort of all of the, you know, kind of uh, supplementary things that go along with powerlifting, like, you know, different gear and different things to wear and all of that, you know, looking at and supporting those, you know, companies that show a much more diverse, you know, sort of spectrum of bodies and athletes. Yes. Um, you know, I, I mean, the girls who power lift, the girl clothing, you know, things like that. I think that's also, you know, going to go a long way to you know, opening these sports up to people. I mean, I've had, you know, women message me and say, yo, you know, I started buying girl clothing because I saw you on the website, you know, and it's just like shit like that. Like, yo, that's, you know, and in buying that, it's like, it sort of gives them that extra boost of confidence. Like, okay, well, you know, I feel strong as fuck. I'm wearing this shirt that says strong as fuck. So let me go to the gym and be strong as fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, absolutely. I think that's really important too. And, you know, throwing our support behind those types of, you know, companies that, you know, not only talk the talk, but walk the walk. Absolutely. And I think the only other thing that's like we, as black women, I don't even think honestly, I don't even think this is a non-black woman issue because based on what I see, I want to say this Mm -hmm. is us. We have to make this shit normal to black men. Mm-hmm. Because girl, you ain't said nothing. You, a, better a, you better preach. As a very, very single black woman, <laughs> I can tell you the number one reason that I am told uh, no is because of this sport. As soon as some, I can meet somebody and he's like, "Oh my gosh, you're amazing!" Blah blah blah. blah. As soon as they see me in a dress with my back out, or they find my Instagram, okay. whichever one comes first. Oh wait mm-hmm. a minute. Mm-hmm. No, you stronger than me. I don't want to. I mean, I really did have someone recently tell me. I really can't hang out with you because I know you can put me on your on your back and squat me. Yeah, I really can, bro. But you know, right? And it's there's it's very mainstream. There are quite a few black men in the sport. I mean, we don't lack yeah. for black men. There are tons of them at the 
international level even but i think it still has not become normal to them to see us doing this Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. the support is there but i think a lot of black women i know when i talk to single black women they're like well i have a hard enough time getting a man now (laughs) (laughs) and i think there is something to be said for making it normal in our community not just to men but to you know children yeah because i definitely hear kids be like mommy what's wrong with her back (laughs) (laughs) you know and raising and and bringing it to something that is normal because like you said you've lost friends or you've had friends transition kind of away from that because they don't understand it i think there is something to be said for that experience of your friendships changing and your family not understanding what it is you're doing with all your time because Mm -hmm, it is it's mm -hmm. a completely different especially when you consider and i i mean especially with the two of you being mothers like i know that i have friends who left and you guys can speak to if this is your experience as mothers where they're the first thing out of their mama's mouths or their mother-in-law's mouth is well how are you spending enough time with the baby if you off running around lifting these heavy weights mm-hmm, <laughs> it's sort of that mm-hmm. never and it's like you know that idea that the black woman is supposed to we're supposed to sacrifice all the everything ever right and never right. have anything for ourselves and i think there's that too like i don't know i'm i'm not a mom i don't have well that i think i, I think one of the kids, things too <laughs> Um, I think one of the things, too, that this sport gives you, and maybe this is why, you know, a lot of our family and friends are, you know, sort of uh, resistant to it, is that, you know, when you, like you mentioned, um, Latonia, when you find yourself, you find your voice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you find your voice, you start making yourself your priority. And I think think that um, is very uncomfortable for people that are close to you and used to seeing you in a certain way and used to either you not having boundaries or you sort of, you know, allowing them to kind of usurp your boundaries. And when you stop that, you know, it becomes very uncomfortable, you know, and I'm not, you know, and it, it, it's not even always people that are haters. It could be, it could be a partner, you know, because they're used to, you know, having a certain type of access to you or whatever. And then when you start finding something for yourself, it can be scary for them. Right. Um, but I think it's really important um, to, you know, find your why. Like, why are you doing this? You know, why do you, what, what is drawing you to this sport? And to, to be able to articulate those reasons for yourself. Because when people start trying to wear you down, that's what you're going to repeat to yourself. Absolutely. I'm doing this because I want to lower my blood pressure. I'm doing this because I need to find a holistic way to deal with my, you know, depression or mental health issues i'm doing this because i want to be around for my kid you know what i mean um and so i think it's it's really important to you know for all women and it doesn't have to be powerlifting it could be crossfit it could be zumba it could be swimming like being selfish is not a bad thing like i i just i really i just really wish more of us would get that you see the first thing we have to break is the generational transference yes and the beauty of these millennials they don't give a fuck they don't not a single one and what i love about it is that our generation had all this baggage that we got from our foremothers Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. that strong black woman overburdened take care of everybody downtrodden right you know and when it came time to take care of ourselves it became you know as long as my kids were okay, as long as my right. man was okay, as long as my right. house looked pretty. What I'm trying to do 
and instilling my daughter and and most of them in my in myself breaking that generational transference is that it's okay to say no (laughs) (laughs) and make it a period yep no don't explain shit you know i'm very quick with where you want me to go when you want what do you want me to do when do i have to no i gotta train (laughs) i gotta recover Mm -hmm. i gotta rest i have Mm -hmm. to eat i have to meal prep and once i'm okay with saying that then there there's nothing you can say about that because this is not you know a game for me this is a lifestyle Right. And once you adapt a lifestyle, you have to get rid of everything else that's not a part of the lifestyle. Exactly. But for us, we have this generational aspect of being that strong black woman, taking care of everybody else, but never taking care of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we have to be okay with saying no. Yep. I'm more important than everything else yeah. because I can't do everything else until I take care of right. me. And and again, that could be saying no to your mama. That could be saying everybody. no to your man. Yo, you know, the yo, cat, woman. the dog, exactly. You know, and, damn and, bird. Yeah, and I mean, I know, you know, decidedly, you know, I've definitely gone through my rough spots, you know, with with my husband. I mean, he he's a martial artist, so he definitely understands mm-hmm. like that passion of of you know doing something. But you know, there are definitely different times when it's kind of like there's a there was a huge imbalance, and I was like, no, you don't understand. Like yeah. this isn't just me trying to fit into a pair of jeans. This is right. this is what I do. This is who I am you know and it was kind of like okay you know and so you you're constantly having to navigate that space but yeah I have no problem you know and I I think you know my non-lifting friends get that more about me now like oh Brie can't she ain't coming out because this she's in season or you know she's whatever (laughs) so don't even ask her we'll we'll catch up with her in a couple of months or whatever so you know I I think those you know those that you know love you won't mind right you know and I think they'll I tell people all the time look get right or get left there you go (laughs) I'm not changing the way that I do things if this works for me and I've you know like you said I've found my rhythm so you just have to get over it yeah and I've been fortunate we haven't we haven't had that problem I mean the only time we've kind of run into some hiccups is when we both are competing in the same right. competition right, right. And it's like, uh, what are we doing with them kids <laughs> we don't watch them uh, but to actually speak to your point about men of color seeing um, women of color actually performing in this sport number one we have to just heal as the family as men seeing that a strong woman is what is needed in our communities and our family and i don't i don't know if we're there yet because even in when you start talking about the black feminine feminist dialogue it's like we still got that other aspect of the struggle right (laughs) so it's not only in in strength training but it's in all aspects of viewing and being comfortable with the black woman being a source of strength so we got a long ways to go And I think part of that, too, um, is, you know, speaking to that specific issue is that, you know, this whole concept of what makes you a man. Right. Absolutely. Um, And I think, you know, we really, really, really need to do work on what that means, because if the only things that make you a man are your dick okay and your strength <laughs> you feel that something is a, is a threat to either one of those i mean i'm we just saying you know exactly you're gonna feel some kind of way and i mean it's it's amazing to me to look at you know different you know sort of um you know accounts that i follow on instagram and it'd be a, you know it'll be assistant you know she's in the gym putting in work and you know benching whatever it was so funny as a matter of fact there's one sister that i started following recently oh god what is her name 
like red gym crush or something like that I, I have to look it up but anyway she 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 be putting in work and she she made this post one day and said something like if you and she was just kind of being facetious but child oh my god the hurt feelings the post was something like if you a dude and you not benching like 315 please move away from me and bugs are like what i mean oh my god the the hurt feeling it was a hot but it is so true though she was like yo i'm just playing like it ain't that but they were mad and i was like now we're gonna see how many of these Negroes got broke backs okay. tomorrow in the gym. Knowing they ain't lifted since high school Listen. and they try to go in there and throw three plates on the on the uh bar. And then Girl. half rep it. So they're gonna and jack up their Listen, wrist. listen. <laughs> or bounce it off their chest and break their clavicles. But it's like that kind of stuff and it's like you don't, you know, <laughs> you need to understand that me being strong is not taking anything away from you. Yes. You know, dude. Like I think that's part of the issue because we don't necessarily allow them the full expression of, you know, being a black man. And that could be being sensitive. That could be being a good nurturer and a good father. That could be, you know, having the ability to tap into their emotions and cry when they need to, or, you know, kiss their son or shit like that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, because they're not allowed that space and the, the definition of masculinity is so narrow that any little thing that threatens that, is problematic absolutely and it's 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 all i mean it really is it's all like tied in together i mean it's you know it's crazy to see really you know um but i find that you know even with friends of mine who either have you know um, partners that support their lifting or you know whatever or they again they have their own thing going on that they also do so they understand that process and that you know sort of athletic endeavor they tend to be much more um accepting of the sport um and of their you know partner their wife or whatever doing that thing um girl my husband's knees are jacked like, he's, <laughs> listen, he's like squat what but but you know, no, the, the what you're you're tapping into is that it's just being more and and more enlightened yeah human you know it's yeah. just realizing and accepting everyone for who they are and what mm-hmm. they can do and not mm-hmm. judging them based on your own limitations right Right. Just be and, more enlightened. That's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, and I think, like you said, like so, so yeah. So, for example, him, you know, he, 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 the, the gym is not his thing. But you know, I can't even get into a space good for he starts bragging about what his wife can bench <laughs> and squat and be exaggerating like fuck. I'm like, dude, I that don't lift that much, <laughs> you know. But anyway, um, but I think you're right too. I think part of the problem too, and this is for you know women interacting with women or what have you. I think learning to like understanding that what someone else does is not a reflection of you absolutely so someone else is strong that doesn't mean you're not strong if someone else is attractive that doesn't mean that you're not attractive you know what i'm saying like if someone else you know is super lean that doesn't mean that they think you're fat like i think people you know and again i think sports like this give you that ability to be more self-aware and to be more focused on what you need to work in you know work on within yourself absolutely and you know i think it's a gift you know i really do hope you know a lot more women sort of tap into that um but yeah now it's time for some random shit um, yes. this is my favorite thing i like random to- i'm real random okay <laughs> well we get to ask you like whatever um so what is your favorite smell 
That is a random one. <laughs> that was random. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Um, okay. Uh, French rose coffee. Oh, oh, I like that. Yes, that does smell good. <laughs> <laughs> you got one, D. Okay, so if we were all to go out and party, not really party, because I'm old as fuck. <laughs> I'm like, by yeah, party, and I'm like tacos party, and a nap. Yeah. <laughs> right. I was say by party, I mean like, right, I mean like by parties, I mean like literally, let's go eat. Um, but if we were somehow right. to end up at a karaoke bar, what song would you do? Oh, that's a good one. It would most likely be Prince uh, When Doves Cry. Girl. Good choice. <laughs> I, I knew we were spirit animals. I knew it. And I'm tone deaf, so ain't no telling. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I am the consummate Prince fan. Don't do it, sis. Don't no, I'm, it. I'm, I'm just telling you I would try. <laughs> She said, I am tone deaf with, with big hands. But at least yes. you know that. <laughs> know that I appreciate Pete, tone deaf people who know they're tone deaf. I'm part of that club. I told you, mm-hmm. self-awareness mm-hmm. evolving. It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So what's in your gym bag and on your playlist? Oh, okay. So gym bag, I have knee sleeves, elbow sleeves, two belts, <laughs> chalk, change of clothes, uh, baby wipes. Purell wipes, bleach wipes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm looking at it right now, so that's why I can tell you. <laughs> I have right now water, pre workout, gum, and a head tie. <laughs> and on my playlist, mm-hmm. so I have Kendrick. Okay. I have, of course, Childish Gambino. Yes. I have the Rocky soundtrack, Don't Judge. I love okay. it. Hey, it's <laughs> I got my girl Cardi. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I have uh, this motivational um, speech. It's like uh, the all different motivational speakers, and it's set to like different soundtracks. And it's just them talking, you know, like get out of your head. Do you even oh, live? Wow. Yeah, that kind of stuff. <laughs> huh. Ooh, I, like I might have to get some of that on one of these days because I, I that I never thought about that. Hmm. All right, mm-hmm. let's see. This one is you can do with this what you want. Um, just don't say anything that we're gonna have to edit out. <laughs> <laughs> so, or do we'll let it out maybe right, right. Uh, Bree is an attorney she'll set the boundaries right, right, right. <laughs> so this can be non-lifting or just in general um, go with your comfort zone whatever makes you happy what is a controversial opinion that you have about it like I said it could be lifting related it could be strength sports it could be anything controversial opinion so this is completely off lifting. Um, mm-hmm. And I this actually came up for me as I watched my son and other children that were born um, after 2013. I believe there's a whole new wave of human beings that are coming in that are evolving. Um, I believe that their skill sets are very different from any other types of generations that have lived. So the reason we're seeing the rise of autism or different children experiencing the spectrum is because the world is changing. Mm-hmm. And we need these new beings who have these new skills, these new powers, so to say, to set things right because of where we're going. So autistic children are not special needs children. You know, children who are so-called hyperactive are not hyperactive. They're just getting ready for whatever this world is about to transform into, and they're going to be the ones that save us. Wow. Mm. I actually kind of love I that. do, too. <laughs> huh. I actually kind of love that. Um, um, yeah. Oh, go ahead. 
Well, no, that's just, um, I mean, there's literature on it, but mm-hmm. when I've really watched all of the four or five and maybe, was it maybe five, six, and maybe even a three-year-old and the rates of children that are being diagnosed with ADHD and autism mm-hmm. and that thing, mm-hmm. I always question of why. Mm-hmm. What are these mm-hmm. new children here to teach us? Mm. And what's coming afterwards, you know? I like that. I like that. So this isn't quite random, but um, I'm curious. So what is your train well yeah training talk a little bit about that and nutrition typically look like or you know on season versus off season like do you follow any specific sort of plan with either like how does that work so uh the training aspect so powerlifting is uh all three lifts Mm -hmm. about i would say four days a week Mm -hmm. and then strongman two days a week Mm -hmm. um my nutrition, I'm a keto carnivore mm-hmm, <laughs> lifter. Mm-hmm. Um, Team I, meat. <laughs> yes, all the meats. Yes. Um, and very minimal carbs. Uh, I carb up during competitions, but my carbs don't go any higher than maybe 45 to 50 grams. Um, and it's not a starvation diet. Right. You know, I'm probably pulling in near 3000 calories a mm-hmm. day or more. Mm-hmm. Um, I do intermittent fasting typically after a competition only because I believe, and there's some studies, but I believe that my body heals itself when I'm fasting mm-hmm. for a couple of days and, you know, um, mm-hmm. to ward off those doms and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, water, mm-hmm. I try to get in two gallons a day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and other than that, you know, everything in moderation, if I want to eat something that's not part of that uh, way of eating. I eat it right. <laughs> in moderation. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much how I am throughout the year. Um, I Since I've learned that I lift heavier when I'm heavier, I haven't been trying to cut down into weight classes. Mm-hmm. I've just been fitting in where I get in. <laughs> Right, right, um, right, right. Until my numbers get high enough where I feel that I need to be more competitive in a lower weight class, that's when I'll start to dabble with that kind of stuff. But not mm-hmm. yet. I just want to get my numbers up. Okay, okay. It's nice to hear and, somebody say oh, that. Just, just, yeah. just. It's nice to hear somebody say, "I'm not trying to cut just yet." Because uh, so right. often, <laughs> I, I, I mean, really, so often you hear people, "Oh my God, I have to. I, I've got to cut. I've got to cut." It's nice to hear someone say, "I'm just chasing numbers right now. If when it when the time yeah. comes, I'll do it." But a lot of times you hear people always trying to get lower weight class so it's good to hear Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. so that actually jarred something for me what you were saying um so one of the things that i've noticed about you is that like even outside of the gym you are fly as hell oh Um, snap thank you so so what are some of like and it's you know, when you have a job where you, you know, sort of have to, you know, whether it be business casual or, you know, a traditional business and your body is changing or your body has changed from what is typically, like you said, sort of seen in the mainstream, um, you know, where, where are some places that you, you know, like to shop to kind of find clothes to fit your body um, with respect to, you know, wearing sort of non-gym stuff? So for my work attire, my work pretty much expects business casual mm-hmm. um i tend to buy my dresses from zuva and Grassfields. girl yes. <laughs> yes yes and i will be putting those on i'll be putting the um links to those in oh the absolutely because they are phenomenal with actually giving you access to um traditional african designers um, have you purchased anything from dion dianu yet n- not yet um, oh. Only because by the time they send me an email with a discount, I done spent all my rent money. <laughs> right, right. 
<laughs> well, that that's where I get my stuff. And just FYI, they have this new. It's like Ankara, you know, sort of kente fabric, yes. but it's stretch. Okay. So you need to thank go to you. The I need okay. to, but those, I digress. Those okay. two, I kind of um, got attracted to because I can give them my measurements. Right. right so right, that right. helped a lot with dresses because I like to wear a lot of dresses, and mm-hmm. my back grows every month. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, other than that, um, just making sure that I I buy sizes that I know I will fit, or if I know I'm doing a heavy volume training block, just expect to grow. So buy a size right. bigger. Right. And that kind of things. But right now, I just typically want to wear more traditional African attire. Mm-hmm. So Zuva, Grassfields, and I'm going to look into the others. Um, yes. And that's what I try to do. Blazers, you know, I just sometimes have to get a, a man's blazer because mm-hmm. I can't mm-hmm. get it tailored because my back is going to be big. And then just, right. but that's kind of what I do. I, I'm comfortable now buying a larger size. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That was like one thing that when I was a teenager and in college, oh no, I'm this size now. Now right. I'm like, listen. Whatever. Does it, <laughs> does it fit? Will it yeah. not rip when I stretch? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think too for a lot of athletes, and, and this was something I kind of had to come to grips with, it was like, you know what? You're just going to have to get used to having a wardrobe that ranges sizes because your yes. body's going to change all the time. All the time all the time and and being comfortable with buying a larger size i think that it has been the most empowering thing about this yes buying us and not caring what the size is right you know because no one's gonna see the tag no one's no one cares as long my whole thing is i just need to make sure this dress doesn't rip exactly (laughs) right right exactly no that is so true that is so true and i think like you said once you once you have the ability to do that, it's so freeing. And I mean, you know, I'm a firm believer in, I, you know, I still have friends that are like, I'm not going to buy any clothes until I get to my goal weight. And da, da, da. Okay. And like, so you're just like, all right, trash. be naked. So you're just going like, to be really uncomfortable. Yeah. I think okay. you need to, you know, I think it's really important to feel good and look good, yes. you know, to yourself, wherever you are in your journey. That doesn't mean you have to spend, you know, billions of dollars. But no. I think it certainly is worth investing in a few pieces at whatever size you happen to be so that you will be able to kind of show up in the world and be confident about how you Absolutely. look, even if you're, you know, kind of working on, on some different goals with respect to your physical being. Um, That's the thing I've been trying to teach my daughter to yeah. define her own style. Mm-hmm. Cause what mm-hmm. I tell her, how I try to show up in the world, is I don't want to see anybody else in what I'm wearing. Exactly. <laughs> so Zuva, exactly. anything that's in my shopping bag, don't sell to nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go look right now. <laughs> uh, because once you develop who, what your signature style is, it doesn't matter where you buy it from. Right. And exactly. it doesn't matter what size it is or what the label is. So once you, you so my whole thing has been, I want to be this walking juxtaposition. I want right. to wear a dress and stilettos and then you see me on the platform you know in a singlet and my my tactical trainers you're like Mm -hmm, wow mm -hmm. so that's how I try to picture everything in life like Latonia the powerlifter versus Latonia in the office right 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 right. no I definitely think that's really important um so name tell me three things and we talked about this a little bit earlier tell me three things and it could be you know questions or requests or whatever that you always say no to People I don't know in my vehicle. Mm. That's number one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Meals or food from someone that I haven't visited their home. Mm. (laughs) That's number two. Uh, And number three, people touching my hair. 
Girls, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like those do. are like black people. Oh, yes. they totally are. Because I do not do work potlucks. <laughs> Listen, I'm dying during the holidays. I'm like, oh, do we uh-uh. have to do this? I just, nope. I just look for the bag of chips and yep. the soup that came from the grocery store. <laughs> yep. Well, the yep. good thing about me is, oh, I'm keto. I can't eat that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm keto. Yep. Yeah, I see, <laughs> see, I can't play that game because they see me eat all the time. So I just right. I'm like, wait, where did you get those? Did you make those cookies? No, they right. came from the grocery store. Gotcha. <laughs> look, and I've even got, you know, certain colleagues of mine that look out for me, train, like if we're having food brought in, you you bring it to me first. You call exactly. me first and let me look. Yeah. I, I don't, don't call me three hours later. I ain't, after everybody didn't breathe all over and touched it, no ma'am. It's almost mm-hmm. through a phobia with me. Like, yep. I, I really, like, get upset when you yes. invite me to a potluck. I'm like, I can't do this. I can't yeah, do this. It's just, it's not worth it. <laughs> it's not worth the tomain poisoning. Um... Anything else, Dave? Let's I feel see. like we have just gotten all. I of feel like we have crawled business. all up in your business. Is there any- <laughs> okay, so I feel like opening. we were sitting somewhere having drinks. Oh, That's how no. it's supposed to We feel. gotta make that happen. We gotta make that happen. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah. so that, what that means is that uh, Bree, when I go home, you are gonna have to get your ass on the train. Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. <laughs> find your way into into Brooklyn, and you know. Not a That's right. <laughs> I would love to do and that. And we're going to get put out of somewhere. Right. I see it Listen, now. Right. That is the goal. That's the goal. <laughs> I'm going to just have to stay somewhere where I don't have to go home to my grandma and explain Right. Why. Exactly. <laughs> we're coming to your house, girl. That'll work. <laughs> you're going to have to play Avengers of Infinity That's all right. When you wake That's up. all right. That's fine. Tell them, baby, tell them babies to bring me some fruit That's snacks. Right. It's all good. They'll be like, hi. You want to you play? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh, I have something. Um, what would you, what would today's Latonia tell twelve year old Latonia? What advice would she give her? I love that question. She would tell her to remember to smile, mm. to not forget that no matter what happens, there's going to be joy the next day. And never, ever let anyone think you're not as smart as you are. Oh, I love that. Those are all really good. <laughs> I know. Okay, dear. I'm sorry. I took over again. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you had to ask one. I, I mean, so let's see. Do we have one more? Because I feel like that's a really good closing question. I don't even want to ask another one. Because I feel like that's like a perfect way to close it. Yeah, let's stay there. I, let's okay, let's, 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 let's ride that out because I really like that question, and we're not going to try to like surpass that. that. Are you crazy? Remember to smile. I love it. Well, it has been a tremendous pleasure. This was so much with you fun. Tonight. I'm so so glad we finally were able to <laughs> kind of get this nailed down. And you are welcome to come back anytime, yes. girl. You oh, are family thank now. You. Thank so you. So you need to call me. And be like, look, I got some shit to say. Listen, so, you may not want that because oh, but we do. I got three people. Status meetings Monday. Yes, I know. I always end up messaging you when you're doing that. Because I'm like, yo. <laughs> I'm always messaging her. She's like, girl, you are getting me through this meeting right now. <laughs> always with my foolishness. So I love it. You know where I am at 3 p.m. Monday. Yes. Yes. Oh, I do have one last thing. Where can people find you on yes, the internet? Yes, that is important. Wait, I didn't hear that last one. Oh, I said, where can people find you on the internet? On the internet. So uh, my Instagram handle is queening247. So Mm -hmm. Q-U-E-E-N-I-N 247. 
And then I gotta feel them out a little bit before they right, 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 right. On, on, on the book, on the Facebook, or in the Twitters and all that. But that's good enough. That's good enough. That's good enough. Yeah, I mean, once they get introduced to my antics, they be like, "Oh, she right." <laughs> you we <know>. love weird. <laughs> but you ladies are so dope. This Aww, is this absolutely is awesome. fantastic. Thank you. This was an honor. No, thank, no, thank you. you. Like really, and I, we, I'm so excited to drop this episode. It's going to be so much fun. But at yeah. any rate. You can find us on the interwebs on um, Chocolate Bar Podcast on Instagram. We have a Facebook page. We are on the Twitters. We have a blog that we have not updated no, lately. Because we're terrible. Um, but <laughs> yes, but you know, it is out there um, on what is it? WordPress. So, oh, SoundCloud and iTunes. Please, please, please go listen. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. Let us know how awesome we are. Um, or not. Aw- no, don't let us know how not awesome we are. <laughs> Um, but yeah, thank you again so much for listening and all the love and tuning in. I'm Bree. I'm Dee. See you at the bar. Bye, y'all. Bye. Bye. <laughs>